this is not another one of those cast pod thingies, <laughs> is it? Tajans, man, I yeah, know it. I know it. Yeah, I know it too. I really do. At the same time, here we go, we've got Camille Trail Part 2. If you don't know what Part 2 means, Part 1 was last week, Part 2 is this week. So, Camille Trail, if you don't know, she's a country music singer. Uh, go back to last week's episode if you haven't had a listen. And I've got Outback Mike, he's starting next week. And he will bring it home the week after. So same thing, part one and part two. You are, I asked, you delivered. Here we go, part two, Camille Trail on its way. Boom, chakalaka. Oh, and also, I'd like to thank all the people who have just jumped on board Taz Yarns and, um, yeah, share this yarn with your mate. And um, let's, let's get straight into it. Here's Camille, Camille Trail. Check her out, Spotify, iTunes, if you want to check out the deep, sultry voice. All right, if you can tell, we've had a change of uh, sources and everything. Uh, my computer decided to play up because uh, one of my children decided to unplug the power from the computer. Yay, kids. <laughs> yeah, kids, have some. <laughs> so we, I'll try find where we'll, I can't even find where we're up to, but I'll, if we can remember the conversation, I think you were talking about Shane Nicholson and yeah. might just go from uh, you. Did you get drug up on stage one stage? I did, yeah. So it was Tamworth Country Music Festival 2020. And I I think Shane had, he had like one show that he was playing and he actually had lost his voice. And so he didn't want to cancel his show. So he kind of did like a mercy call to heaps of the artists that he knew was there and was like, hey, if anyone knows any of my songs, can you please like come up and sing like a song with me so I don't have to sing as much on stage and have to cancel the show and then I got that text I was like I have to do it and I kind of knew Shane's songs but I didn't like know know them and it was like three hours before the gig so I like quickly learnt all his songs I was like yeah I'll sing this one and I was so nervous (laughs) it's probably like the most nervous I've ever been probably the closest I've come to like vomiting before a gig (laughs) I was shitting myself because I was like all like the names were in the crowd. I was like, geez, like this is, was like my first like introduction to them. I'm like, it's got to be good. <laughs> and then I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm in my head. I'm in my head. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like sitting with mum. I was like, oh my God, mum. Because I was like practicing the song in my head. I'm like, I can't remember the words. I can't even remember how the song starts. Like I don't even know the <laughs> melody of the song. So I had to go to the toilet and I was listening to the song <laughs> the toilet. And I just like was so nervous. But... It was good. It was like my fate is probably my favourite performance I've ever done. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah, it's because it's probably a breakout performance as well. You really got to show mm. your talent. Yeah. And, and like you've done a lot of festivals and stuff like that or pubs and stuff, but then you actually got to do it to the right people. You don't have those opportunities that often, do you? Yeah. And it was really nice because it was like everyone was actually listening. And it was like, wow, this is different to the pub <laughs> gig the pub. where everyone's just chatting away. Oh, get us another fuck beer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you play Fergie My Humps? <laughs> I've actually got that request so many times. Like, do I look like someone who plays Fergie? <laughs> no. <laughs> 
yeah. But um, I think that was actually the night that I signed with Compass Bros. Um, yep. My manager's, kind of, it's like an independent label. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, like, was Were you signed or independent or yeah, how, was, how all that sort of things go? Um, I think, like, I'm still an independent artist. So I'm signed to Compass Bros Records. And they're an independent label under Universal. Yep. So when we release stuff, it goes through Universal, which is really cool because like you're not bound in with contracts, but you still kind of go with Universal and use their like facilities and stuff. But um, when I actually, I got all my CDs printed, like when I first did the album in 2019, obviously I didn't have a manager or anyone at that stage. So I just had like, I think I had 500 CDs printed and then now that I was with the manager, they suddenly needed the Compass Bros and Universal stamp on them. So, yep. we had to get them all printed <laughs> again. So, now I have 500 CDs that I can't sell because... Frisbees. Yeah. I was like, what the hell do I do with 500 CDs? <laughs> Man. I've, I've got some CDs in me cupboard from my old band as well. You can't give them away now because no one's got a CD player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually, my mum is selling my CDs at the post office because yep. she's started working there. And she said, like, people have come in, they're like, oh, I'd love to buy a CD, but my car doesn't have a CD player. Mum's like, you should sue car companies <laughs> or you musicians should band together. Be like, no, we, you can't have our music on your ads. <laughs> Put CD players back in. <laughs> Put them back in the car. <laughs> so, talking um, and going through the whole process of when you actually... Is it true that you sold a few bulls to, to mm. fund the album? <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I kind of had like a bit of pocket money as you do as a kid, like that you save up for mowing the lawn and all the money that your grandparents give you at Christmas and birthdays. So that done one but, hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that was one song. But um, yeah, obviously, and then working with Shane, it was a bit more expensive. Yep. And I thought, he told me his price and I was like, oh my God. God, but that's just the price, yeah. the normal price, I mm. suppose. But um, yeah, and then mum and dad were like, well, you've got some bulls in the paddock. We'll just go for a drive and see what you've got. So um, <laughs> yay for cows. Yeah. <laughs> They've saved my butt quite a so, few times. Yeah, the bloody roaming money machines at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll fund the next album as well. <laughs> yeah, so, the, um, so when you went down, I was just thinking about when we recorded our albums, nowhere in the angle where you've done your stuff, but time is everything in those places. Mm. You you stuff up, you're wasting another hour. There's yeah. and the sort there's a bit of pressure there to perform. Mm. And if you don't, you sort of uh, if you don't practice your songs before you get into the booth, yeah, you can waste a lot of time, can't you? Yeah. Well, I went down because the studio was at Shane's house. So I just stayed at his house and I think I was down there for three weeks. Yep. So it was actually like a pretty long process where you kind of almost didn't feel that kind of pressure, especially in the first two days I definitely did because I was like, oh my God, like, like, and it was like you walk in and he had all like his ARIO awards and his golden <laughs> guitars and I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> and then like the first couple of days I was like, I don't even want to sing. He's like, all right, like we'll just lay down some guide tracks. So like sing along. I'm like, I don't want to sing in front of you. <laughs> I can't. I'm too intimidated. <laughs> but I was like so nervous. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm good enough to be here. But then after like the first couple of days, it kind of just seemed really chill. Yeah. And then I kind of almost didn't feel 
that kind of pressure I suppose but um yeah I think Shane's just like he's a very humble person he puts you at ease straight yeah. away but um yeah I call him my Gosford dad he comes <laughs> Gosford. from Gosford <laughs> but like on Instagram I think I put a post up of like I had a candle I was it was like a picture of me in the van and then he's like the candle's too close to the bed please move it I'm like <laughs> yes dad <laughs> <laughs> Please move it now. Move it. <laughs> Is that car diesel? <laughs> yeah. Did you turn the gas off? <laughs> yeah. Just blow the candle out. Candles are banned. <laughs> I'd probably say the same thing as my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Actually, my dad saw it and dad was like, oh, that's funny. He is right, though. Shift the candle. <laughs> it's like, oh, God's sake. <laughs> so, um, when you were writing this up, recording, did you have any hurdles that you found different to playing live and stuff like that um yeah one thing was like even just headphones like singing into headphones with the mic like it was really weird trying to sing and I felt like I couldn't hear myself so then I'd take like an ear off but then even that was just like a complete new experience because I'd never done anything like that really ever Literally, only with you when I was like grade 10. Well, if we ever explain that, we'll explain it after this. But um, I just find in that situation, like I recorded that song the other day and just being having your um, gain up and being close to the mic makes you sing softer, use less yeah. voice. Yeah. And then having the game down and then headphones down, you're screaming more and you're carrying and mm. it's just way louder and there's so many different techniques to singing that yeah people don't know about and just i had to figure all that out again i'm like shit i don't sound like that i shouldn't shouldn't be singing like that and then i'm like oh the gain's down let's yeah. get closer and get a bit more smoky <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes like this so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even like like when you sing live like you're kind of moving around a bit and yeah. you kind of take the microphone with you but then when you're recording, you can't really <laughs> be doing this because I. Yeah. It's coming in. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like. And yeah, and Shane's like, it's great. Like, I want you to feel the music, but like, try to stay as Do it from still your knees. as you can. <laughs> yeah. And I was Do like, in my arms, I'm like, someone needs to record this because I look like an octopus or something. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was very weird. And I like, it was kind of just hard, like, just letting go. Almost like when you're in a live performance, like it's just easy to let go because you're like, Neh. you're feeling the moment, you're feeling the band as well. Yeah, and then like you get all that energy, but then like when you're in a studio, it's like a different kind of energy. It's almost like at the start, it's almost not stale, but it's like synthetic. I yeah, feel and it's just like you have to really get into it. So it always kind of took a few takes for me to actually kind of get into it first. Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, fully understand that. It's even just the funny thing I explained when I when I used to play live. Be playing like a, a pretty decent sized festival, and you'd be playing, and halfway through the song, I'm talking to my own self, saying, "Fucking wow, you've just started. Yeah, look at this, we're playing. You've started, and, yeah. and like all this crap, and you're like, fuck, just get out of your head and <laughs> <Yeah>. keep playing. <laughs> Let me enjoy the moment. <laughs> yeah. Instead of sucking in, you're sort of like. What are you doing? You you're playing and what are you doing? Like you just yeah. like not even part of the song at all. You know, yeah. I'm not in that situ in that moment. I wasn't there. Mm. I was in my own head. Yeah. Do you get I, any moments like that? 
Oh, all the time. <laughs> I think like I'm not like I'm I'm pretty more like a shy person, but as soon as I get to know you, I'm like blah. But like I wouldn't all, all really... have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a beer. Oh, yours is empty. I'm empty. Bloody piss it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I wouldn't really say I'm a really confident person. Like every time I'll be playing, like you kind of play and you look around, and you're like, oh yes, I've got a foot tap. Yeah. And then like you'll see one lay, I'm like, oh geez, she doesn't look impressed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. Is it my voice? Like, shit. Like, I know I'm not very good at guitar. <laughs> but, like, you're just constantly, and, like, you're looking at people's faces and it's like, for God's sake, just stop. I'm like, ah. Oh. That's where the stage lighting's good when it just blares you in the face so you can't actually see yeah. the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. It's all black. It's like, ah, oh, this is nice. And then they put the crowd lights on and then it's just like the sea of people. You're like, shit. I didn't know all these people were there. It's like, turn the light off. <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, crowd-wise, what sort of um, crowds have you been playing to? Um, I don't think I've played to, like, any massive crowds. I think, like, the biggest, maybe, like, 1,500 people. Yep, that's, but that's a lot like, of people. Yeah, that was, like, <laughs> my very... That was at Savannah in the Round Yep. last year. Yeah, that was, like, my first ever kind of festival. And I was so nervous because I was like, geez, I have to be good. And then... No one looked impressed. There was no foot taps. I was like, geez, you guys are hard to please. <laughs> and I was like, I'd play so I'm like, right, this is going to get foot taps. Nothing. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm either really bad right now or you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the latter. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. Number five, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, where are you in the ranks? <laughs> Asha, yeah. we need more beers, mate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yay for kids. Yay for kids. <laughs> it's like mum and so dad. So. Tell that man and that who come up to you in the caravan, fucking missed out on that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like when we started growing up and had to open all the gates, we're like, oh, and dad was like, I had to do it. This is why you have kids. You'll do it one day. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually my kids do it too for me now. <laughs> yeah. Every time we go see the cattle. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, that one. Oh, yeah. So, with um, so Savannah in the Round, it's actually coming up to Mariba in mm. October, is it October? Yeah, 2nd of October, yep. I think. I'm going to yeah. have to make a trip up there because I think. Thank you. I think Brad's playing at it too, Brad Cox. Oh, yeah, I think he is, actually. Yeah, so actually, there's a really good lineup. Mm. It's really good. I think um, Lime Cordial's actually had it. It's like all this yeah. country and then you've got Lime Cordial. Yeah, I'm a, I love Lime Cordial. Yeah, That's going to be super cool. Pretty funky. I don't know if they're in New South Wales, though. I thought they lived in New South Wales. Oh. I will smuggle them through, away. Yeah, chuck them <laughs> in someone's boot. <laughs> well, there's got to be a lot of backtracks out where you are. Surely. <laughs> surely. <laughs> All that inland. We've got so much land out there. Yeah. Surely they can't patrol every single street. Yeah. <laughs> Just make them bloody cola cordial. Yeah. <laughs> Change their name. Yeah. <laughs> Bundy cordial. Yeah. <laughs> no, why would you call yourself lime cordial? Like, make it a good flavour at least. Yeah, probably is to them. <laughs> Helps yeah. their voice. That's what I want to ask you about voice you when when you said um shane had a sore voice mm. and that's probably either he was sick or just over playing too much what do you have any tricks to preserve your voice um i think warming up making sure you warm up really well like helps your voice so much like i know 
like when I was gigging pre-COVID, I was doing like Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and they're all five-hour gigs. And like that's a fair bit of stress on your voice. And it was just like myself and the guitar. So it was like, it's like you don't really have much to hide behind. Yeah. So I think I just made sure I like I warmed up a lot and drinking lots of water. Um, And then if my voice gets sore, I'll, I'll like steam. Yeah. And that's like helps so much. I it's got amazing. one of those little Yuko steamers you get from the chemist. Yeah. You seen those? Yep. Like a gas mask that goes over your face. Yeah, they're so good. <laughs> I used to yeah. use those. Do you notice the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not anymore, but I used to. Mm. The worst part I used to hate was I had kids, so they're always bringing home colds. And yeah. so you're like, as soon as you see them with a sniff, you're like, shit, I've got to sing this weekend. It's like, Oh, no. <laughs> so, I didn't you even just think of that. stress. Yeah. So, I'll be straight on the immune defense. As soon as I see someone sniffing, I'm just taking immune defense and yeah. all this stuff to try stop it. And that's why I explained we went from me singing to rapping because when when you're sick, you can still rap. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just like, yeah. listen, so I oh, said, yeah. followers, can we just move our music to more rap because I'm <laughs> always crook. better. <laughs> it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that was one of the main reasons why we went that way is just because nice. just to, the singing. I was I didn't have a singing voice like you. I had just a – when I do stuff, I try really hard and I get okay at it, but I've mm. never really good at it. So that's the way I've sort of described my voice was just like just well-trained, but that was it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> there was no actual – well, you, you're born with what you, your gift. It's a – it's the yeah. presence and all that in it. Well, I, I, I honestly think everyone can sing. It's just mm. yeah, it's the sure. levels you can sing at. Yeah. They, yeah, and there's always like, it's always like, like almost a stigma where it's like, if you get singing lessons, you don't have a natural voice because you yeah. weren't born with it or something like that. And I'm like, everyone has a voice. And like, really, like, if you don't get singing lessons, I reckon like, you're only holding yourself back because like as soon as I started getting singing lessons my voice changed so much and I actually had like a lot of vocal issues when I first went to uni because I think I was singing like you know like that real er sound Mm. and like when you do that like you're sucking your tongue back and it's like all tense in your throat throat. Yeah. yeah so then I had like I lost my voice I couldn't sing for like six months it was like the shittest time of my life and I was at uni doing like singing I'm like this is not good and I ended up having to go like to a speech um pathologist like a therapist and like a vocal physio yeah, like no, every week ETN, for six months well, that e- ET you know throat what are they yeah called? and they did like EMT, scans EMT, of my, yeah. yeah they did scans <laughs> of my vocal cords and they're like it's like a miracle that you don't have nodes yeah I was like oh my gosh <laughs> so then that was really like opened my eyes up to like singing lessons because like you've it's not just to make you sound better. It's just for the health of your voice as well. Because yep. once you stuff that up, like, you can't really fix it. No. no. Mm. I think that's the singer from Butterfly Effect. He um, had a bit of trouble with those. You know, he was talking to us about it, how he had to go see an ENT and get his nodes mm. looked at and all this sort of stuff. So Yeah. Especially in, like, the heavy metal side of things and heavier yeah. music, the screaming. and That's crazy. And, it's, and just learning about where your actual voice should be coming from. It's like like we're talking about spearfishing off air and it's mm. where your um air comes from. You get do you find you, you sing more from your diaphragm now than the yeah, back of your for throat? Sure. 
stuff like that. And I can feel like I haven't done lessons in three, bit over three years now, and I can feel like it all kind of coming back where it's like I'm going into bad habits again. Yeah. I'm like, I need my singing teacher, <laughs> do your exercises. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's and it's like how we're talking about like the screamo kind of music. I always thought I'm like, oh, like I sing nice little soft music. Like I'm never going to have vocal damage mm. because I'm not doing crazy belting stuff. But you still can, even if you're singing softly, which is kind of terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, really opened my eyes to it. I found... I used to um, also do my set list and start off with the softer songs and work so you'd warm your vocals up. Yeah. And like yeah. follows us do this song that's easier to sing, like a bloody, oh, who's something soft, like Donovan Frank Arita or something like mm. that, play that sort of style of song. And then it's just smoky and cool. And then you can sort of, by the end, you're screaming your heads off singing bloody bomb yeah. track or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> rage against machine <laughs> it's a different different realm to bloody donovan yeah. frank arena so you should just work our work our way upwards and, and also mm. do you find in your um your sets do you have peaks and troughs yeah so you, you might start off a bit high and then work your way through a soft song then pick it up towards the end and stuff like that um as far as like the whole set i always start off soft and i kind of build it up and then I always end, like, a bit soft. Yep. Um, but, yeah, and I think all of, like, when I wrote my songs, some of them are, like, really, really low and some of them are, like, super high. I can't remember if we've talked about this in the podcast. Did I say this? Uh, no, we, we did. I did talk at the start how low your voice can go. That's about it. Ah, uh, yeah. But, like, when I sing them all as one set, I'm like, oh my God, because I'm literally stretching from the bottom of my range yep. to the top of my range. And afterwards, my voice is like so tired. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> so I almost have to pick the songs because I'm like, right, like I know that this song is kind of challenges me a bit more vocally. So make sure you do this almost earlier on before your voice gets a bit tired yep. and you can't hit those notes anymore. Or like you can, but it just doesn't sound kind of nice and smooth. Yeah. But um, yeah. Oh, that's what, that's probably the main thing I notice between a good singer and an average singer like myself is a good singer can hold the note at the end and sort of feather it off beautifully. Where mm. I'll just finish it off the way it comes out. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard too. Yeah. Like my song, Oh Darling. It's like it's like really low. It's like Oh Darling, don't. But I belt that note. Yeah. But I like it's at the start of the song. It's really quiet, so it's like I have to belt to the top of my range, but make it quiet. Yeah, I'm just so, like, why, Camille? <laughs> why? <laughs> so, do you, when you do that, do you get away from the mic and, and belt louder, or you, um, do you? Kind of a bit of both. Like I just did like lots of practice to be able to hit the note without being awesome. loud. But yeah. then, yeah, you kind of do back away a little bit to make it a bit. Plus, yeah. it makes you look cool. People are like, oh, she <laughs> knows She knows what she's doing. It's like, I'm doing that because I don't know what I'm doing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, what people don't know, there's a thing called compression. So you can pretty much yell as loud as you want into a mic and it, it only goes to a certain loudness and limit. <laughs> so mm. once it gets past the loudness and limit, the compression comes through and just cuts the top off it. So yeah, <laughs> so going in do and that. out doesn't really help anyway. Oh. <laughs> but Damn. But it, uh, it I, cool. I, I used to do it all the time, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's what the cool people know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm now a cool person. Yeah, you're cool as shit. <laughs> so uh, your song with Holden Patton with Brad Butcher. Mm. So you, I think we haven't spoke about Brad. No. no. Um, you met him at, at the uni? Yeah, so when I was at uni, they really encouraged co-writing. And my singing teacher, actually, no, she wasn't my singing teacher. She was like my one-on-one songwriting coach. And she was like, oh, there's this country music singer that I reckon you should write a song with. I was like, all right. And I hadn't heard his music. And then we just did a, we wrote a song and I was like, oh, yeah, that was cool. And then kind of just forgot about it. And then I kind of met him after I'd released songs and kind of started meeting everyone in the industry. But it never clicked that that was him, like the same person. And then when we did Holding Pattern and we were recording the music video, it kind of just like clicked. I was like, hey, do you remember when we did that co-write back in like 2018 in Brisbane? And he was like, what co-write? And then he like remembered, he was like, that was you? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Girl yeah. germs, boy germs. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. We're like, holy, like you kind of forget about those things. It's like, you're the same person. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kind of how it's funny how things kind of come back around. Yeah, they sort of work their way back in, just yeah. like how how you work back into here now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> into the studio. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so years ago, um, I'm good friends with Colton Haley, and Haley's your cousin. Mm. And um, they contacted me and said, "Oh, you're up here like Christmas time or something." Yeah, and you. They said, "Oh, my cousin Camille's a good singer and pianist." She's got the song called Superman and she'd like to <laughs> record her. I said, no, nah, bring, bring it down. I'd love to record her. And um, come down for a couple of hours and you banged it out. It was actually really good. It actually, I actually I enjoyed that song. Yeah. yeah. My mum and dad are like, you should release that song now. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a listen to it. It's, I had a listen to the recording. I thought it was good, but not, not your voice, just the way I recorded it. I'm like, geez, I could have done a whole lot better there. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I actually haven't heard it in so long. We'll have to listen to it. But um, yeah, yeah, crazy. I found it on the phone because I just went through the email because I was sending them via email. So I was writing your name yeah. in the search, and it came up in the emails. I'm like, oh, here it is, here. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was so nervous. I was like, oh my god, I'm in like in a recording studio. <laughs> it's like wow, With the famous person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can bring. Oh, Bring it up on the phone, but um. So you started my um. Your parents started my alcoholism. They gave me two bottles of rum for that. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't ask for oh, anything. Really? The next the next week, I think Colt dropped them around. They said, "Oh, here's some bottles of rum." I'm like, "What for?" Oh, for recording Camille. I can't even remember that. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. my <Mama>, dad. Ah, <laughs> oh, I know that might be it. Bloody hell. <laughs> keep going anyway so in recording that did you did that inspire you to go any further or I think so yeah that was kind of like man that's cool yeah and then it was kind of like a thing it's like wow that actually like you actually can do that stuff yeah and I think Superman was like the first like proper song that I wrote and ever performed so it was kind of like the first time I did that and I was like wow this is really cool like I want to do it all again so, yeah, I think it definitely did inspire me to, to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to play now. Here it is. Oh, my oh. gosh. 
I just I don't want to hear my voice. It's gonna All right. be like we'll go up a bit further. Right, that'll do everyone. Oh my <laughs> lord, <laughs> baby Camille! <laughs> How old is I? Thirteen, I think. Yeah, uh, you think two thousand fifteen? Yeah, it was. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, so what's in uh, installed in the future? Um. Well, I want to hit the road as soon as borders open yep, and stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully that kind of kicks off. Um, I see you put a post up just asking people to get vaxxed just so you, people like yourself can get back on the road. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so nice. Like, yep. we kind of, like, I don't think we're ever going to go back to normal. No. I think we just have to do what we can. And I don't know, like, I'm not like a person who preaches it. I don't care if you're an anti-vaxxer. But I think that, like, if we want to get back to normal, that's probably, I don't know, the only thing that we have at the moment right now that could yep. prob- probably get us there oh the way i see it is the country's been put in the naughty corner until you get your vax then (laughs) and then we can go and play again yeah (laughs) it's like so so i'm actually offensive i'm not for or against it but um yeah i'm i'm more probably against not really vax just the way Mm. they've done everything and i'm really pissed off as how it's all been handled friends and family haven't seen bloody their friends for for six months now stuff Mm. like that Stuck yeah. at home with the kids. Imagine that, stuck at home with the kids. Ugh, <laughs> Yeah, we're so lucky. North Queensland, we've had stuff all. We've had to wear a mask for a week. I think that's the only thing that's really impacted yeah. on us. Yeah, well, at home, like in Bar, it's like COVID hasn't really existed. I think the pub, there's only one pub, so it's the only place you can go. I think it closed for a week and that was it. Yeah. And then that was like, oh, my God. <laughs> And it was just, We're going to die. <laughs> yeah. And it was so weird. You drive past the town, like through the town and the pub's like the first thing you pass and it's just like dark. It's like, this is not right. And then it opened up and everyone's dancing and hugging each other <laughs> in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, you walk past some people and they give you a wide berth now and you're like, geez, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like my dad is like, at least now, like if you like, you know, when you're seeing on a plane <laughs> you know. and someone's like... <laughs> not really respecting your personal bubble and that it's like this is my armrest take your arm yeah. off it <laughs> dad's like just cough <laughs> <laughs> just cough on it <laughs> yeah he's like they'll all go away from you <laughs> just say, i just don't feel well <laughs> have a couple of sniffles <laughs> put some vax up uh, vax up your nose <laughs> yeah it's vix not vax it's a vacuum <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Look, we've pumped out probably. Oh, I'm guessing around an hour and twenty, hour and thirty minutes. Nice. So that's Good a effort. that's a beautiful length in a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm so just with myself in all my podcasts. I've always just had blokes, and this year I've had fifty percent women in. Oh, cool. So nice. But I haven't actually meant it. <laughs> It's just happened. Just happened. That's so, good. <laughs> just blew my <me> own bubble. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good though because you're not even thinking about equality. Yes, yeah, see, that's it's just happening. That's the earth. It's just giving. Yeah. <laughs> you're just feeling that pull. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, all the best in the future, Thank and um, you. next time you're up here, uh, we'll we'll have another yarn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in 20 years' time. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> see you later. So check Camille. 
Um, you got your Instagram and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So Camille stuff. Trail on yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. You got a website. Yeah, it's just www.camilletrail.com. So is it one L or two? It's two L's in Camille. Yep. One L in Trail. Yep. Yeah. All right. So if you don't know how to spell, <laughs> like me. <laughs> All right. Thanks, mate. See you later. Okay. All up again. Camille Trail. C-A-M-I-L-E-T-R-A-I-L. That's Camille Trail. Check her out on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere you get your music. This podcast is brought to you by Fishkins AU. These are the clothes that I wear all the time. Hear that noise in the background? That's my son trying to beatbox. Listen to him. And he's sitting across laughing at himself right now. Anyway, Fishkins AU. I wear them to the reef all the time. They just got the best, best colours, best all the shit. All it is is like these cool fish like the wahoo, um, the wrasse, all different types of fish, um, coral trout, dolphin fish. They're the skin of the fish on your body. How about that? Grab them, check them out online, and... Um, you won't be disappointed. All right. I've um, had Mitch Thor- Thorburn actually contact me um, since the Aaron McGinty uh, podcast. He asked me for some tips on how to actually uh, defog his goggles. So that was pretty good to get the um, get a bit of advice. Had to lend a bit of advice to someone. So that was pretty good. So thanks, Mitch. Thanks for getting in contact. And um hope you're getting amongst the out in the big murky deep water at Ellie Beach. All right. I'm going to see you all next week. Oh, we got Outback Mike. He's, like, gaining a lot of momentum at the moment. He was on bloody Sunrise. What's Who's Koshy? He was on that one yesterday morning. So check him out next week. Outback Mike. We get pretty deep. Um, yeah, it's pretty much his whole story. He gets in the water. Follows a trail of uh, moral, someone moral, James Moral, I think it was. From he didn't do that path, but that's the path he wishes James Moral did when he got stranded on the Great Barrier Reef. So he's like, I'm gonna just get stranded exactly where James Moral was and see if I can get myself out of that situation and get to the Booby Island, I think it's called, up in the Torres Straits. So he's going to get from there to there where they had a cache in, the, in in a cave and then all the ships that used to go past could pick up all the stranded sailors. So pretty cool little little story and trip that um, Mike did. Not little trip, fucking amazing crazy one. So check it out next week and um, thanks for all the love. Remember, share this yarn with your mate. It'll be great. Don't be late to share it with your mate. Tooroo.